Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I like to lean on your chair always. Yeah, I know. Ask me how I know airplane rides. <laughs> To be fair, we haven't been on a plane together since before our children were born. It's true. Ask yourself why. Why? You steal the armrest. Okay. It's literally, this is a dad joke, are you ready? It's a high crime. (laughs) (laughs) You're dumb. Awesomes, welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets, joined with me today by my all-the-time husband, all-the-time co-host. Just prior to recording, you called a go-tass. I didn't call you that. I called the microphone that. Mm, you look deeply into my eyes when you say go-tass. Okay. That's deeply offensive. I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to the microphone. I'm sorry to the general public. You're not generally, though. Generally sorry? sorry? Yeah. That's true. I'm learning to apologize Nor are you a less. General in any man's army. <laughs> hey, happy Monday and happy, happy mid-July. Mo- I thought you were going to say happy Mother's Day. I was like, damn it, I <laughs> forgot it again this year. <laughs> we are just about a month out from your birthday. Getting, yeah, yeah. Anybody who will ignore my advice that you don't need to get me anything, you only have a month left. That's right. How do you feel about your birthday this year? It's a stupid year. Okay. To me, the sevens of any decade are the pointless, ignorant, stupid year because you're not middle, you're not late into that decade. It's the it's the ignorant year. All the way back to 17, the first one of those that you really experienced because at 16, you could drive. At 17, you couldn't do a damn thing. At 18, you could at least buy some smokes. Mm-hmm. Now, again, 19 and 20, those at least were welcoming in the college years where you drank illegally and did other things, and then 21 was a pinnacle year. Yeah. 27, 37, all the sevens. It's like, where am I? I don't even know who I am for a whole freaking year. I I would never disagree. I think that you are. this is a good and solid theory. I will tell you, when I was 17, 
I got my heart broken for the first and only time and my first speeding that's, ticket. That's it wasn't a good year for me. Fully trusted and loved me because of your 17 year heartbreak. 17 year old heart never heals. Okay. Isn't that what they say? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know who they are. I don't and either. I don't know what many of the thems claim to say. Okay. Well, let's talk because we have got a whole packed agenda. I love a packed agenda. Yeah, you do. Let's start. What? One time you didn't have one <laughs> and you bid and won the bid and won the auction on eBay and you bought a packed agenda. Yep. It wasn't what you'd hoped for. But nope. it, nonetheless, it came. It did. Yes. In the mail. All right. Um, we watched a lot of television. We've, yeah, not, uh, not focused, like jumping all over the place. That's why it feels like a lot. We haven't watched any more television than we normally do. It was just spread across a lot of different shows. That would be my That's fine. proposition, you... which we cleared up last week. is not the same as a proposition. <laughs> you did watch more television, as per usual, than I did, but let's, let's get into not it. Not in quantity, damn it. Let's quit pontificating. I am not the no, grand pontiff. Not pontif- it's pon- not, it's not pontificating. Let's no. quit. Perjuring ourselves? What's that word? Um, plagiarizing. God damn it. If I remember it, I'll come back to it and use it inappropriately. Okay. Plagiarizing. No. Damn it. I cannot remember it. Okay. Let's get into what we did watch. Starting with The Old Man. The Old Man. It's on FX. We watched it on Hulu. Yep. Stars Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Some the of dude. You may remember him as the dude or one of his many other, many other yeah, acting he roles. Theoretically, was Rooster Cogburn at one time, though not. Not well, not compared to the original John Wayne. I do not know who Rooster Cogburn is. I feel confident that's true. Um, Do you think Jeff Bridges looks hauntingly old (laughs) as the old man? I don't know how old he actually is. What I do know is that, yes, he looks old. But I want to know, because you watched the majority of this with me. Yeah. What what was your take? What was your hot take? Okay, well... You want to... You want to rub liniment oil, linseed oil? No, liniment oils on Jeff Bridges' <laughs> old thighs? What's, where do you stand on all this? Linseed oils for a different purpose. Oh my gosh, the word I was thinking of was equivocating. Okay. okay. I don't even think that was appropriate. It doesn't start with a P. But, um, P words feel better. Yeah. Anyway, what do I think of the series as we've seen it so far? Because it's still in production. It is on weekly release, which was we made a highly annoying we to both of us. We made a mistake, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, this plot line at its outset, you think like, oh my gosh, how many times can we have a movie or a TV show about a former spy slash CIA agent, CIA agent, somebody, somebody with a special set of skills. Yeah. Who has gotten out, gotten away, trying to live off grid and they pull him back in for this or that. It's like, oh my gosh, how tired of a plot line is this? You think it's going to be that way, but by the end of the first episode the pilot of the first season it's like oh wow we're we're going in some different directions here i think continue on with that john lithgow is in it i have finally barely by the skin of his teeth forgiven him for being trinity and dexter the worst villain of all time that was a magical villain truly any any he acted it so well that you've hated him for this long that's that's pretty quality acting yeah, but he's in it. Oh, no, I forgot to silence my phone. Hmm. Um, 
But, yeah, okay, so I don't know what you want me to continue to say, except that... I just wanted to know really all the ways that you looked and evaluated. Okay, well, another thing they do in The Old Man is, like, that's kind of like the context for the plot, except it goes in such a different direction. Do not think that you know where it's going to go. But they also do flashbacks, and... Of I've watched many a series with a flashback. I think they do them fairly well. I would agree. Somehow, magically, they found younger actors yes. that looked enough. Oh, my gosh. Like, like Bridges and Lithgow. That yes. It was like, okay, I could see that. So you weren't distracted by the, no. who the hell is that? No, shockingly, staggeringly alike, the younger actors that they found. Yeah. Um, I the the twists, the turns, the reveals, the the surprises in the plot. I'm this is not normally a show I would have picked for my own self, but it's been a wild ride so far. Okay, how about you? I I definitely can say I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Though there are parts that are troubling. They're hard for me to overlook. What I know, I my first career involved dealing with athletes and athleticism and stuff. And what I know from that career, as well as my own life, now that I'm nearing the seventh year of a new decade in my life, is that as you get older, you lose suddenness in your movement, Mm -hmm. um, which equates to power. And power and strength are two different things. And so there's, there's multiple instances in this show where the old man, Jeff Bridges, is fighting with a young fellow for a life or death situation. Yeah. And it's a little bit too big of a physical disconnect for me that he would, that the old bull would dominate the young bull in this instance because he has no power mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that part is, I just can't, I can't overcome that as I'm watching it. And so it brings in a level of disbelief that makes it, it makes me unable to enjoy this probably as fully enjoyable as it is. I find that interesting. What do you think about like the, the like story writing, the storytelling, the acting, the pacing, like besides that plot point, which I can see how that would be hard for you to overcome. Uh, The the other parts I think are all very solid. Okay. It's, it's this one glaring thing that I just know from Mm -hmm. my own experience of life that makes it challenging. And the other parts I, I do think are done so very well. Yeah. Amy Brenneman comes in as a love interest in the yes. opening episodes. How does that strike you for having the this older yeah. characters, older actors with the romantic She's not young. Outline? No. But she's not she whatever age it is she's portrayed at portrayed as does not look as old as Jeff Bridges looks right now mm-hmm. and in this role. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a stretch there too because yeah, just things. Okay. I don't well, know how to outline that. But we have decided that once we get through, we get all the episodes from season one, because we watched, what, the first four? First four or five, okay. something like that. Yeah. That we'll go back and finish the season, correct? Yeah, yeah. but okay. I don't want to try to one episode a week. It, I, no. can't, I can't remember. I am the old man. I can't remember. <laughs> Who is that? With a full What's a happening week's here? worth of days. Where am I? <laughs> Whose show is this? Is that me? It's disturbing. Okay. We also watched, and I I will say, if you've listened to the most recent episode of Sword of Awesome, you've heard me absolutely rave over this show, The Bear. The Bear. Also, FX on Hulu, 
starring Jeremy Allen White. Many people may recognize him for his role as Lip on Shameless. Great show. Um, stars also uh, Eben Moss Bachrock in the role of Richie. Okay. I don't know that I've seen him anywhere before, but he is a very talented actor. Actress um, Io Edibri. Edibiri? Edibiri. Play Sydney. Fantastic. So okay. this this is... Oh, my gosh. Okay. Why can't our kids leave us alone while we're recording? Why? Our kids are leeches on our lives. <laughs> we never signed up for this. On our very essence. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um... This show, as I kind of gave the overview of on Sorta Awesome, but to to reiterate, takes place primarily in the kitchen of a sandwich shop in Chicago. Mm -hmm. The sandwich Mm -hmm. shop is called The Original Beef. Jeremy Allen White plays Carmi, who has come back to Chicago after becoming an extremely successful very talented chef. Literally worked at the best restaurant in the world by one rating as the lead chef, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's a tragic death in the family. The restaurant, the family of the restaurant has been left to him. He comes back and he is determined to turn the restaurant around. The restaurant's failing. They are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Yes. Over 300,000 in debt. Yes. The kitchen itself, the line cooks, the, the, everything that's happening is utter chaos. And the the restaurant's located in just like what's soon to be slums in Chicago. Right. Yes. So it's a tough location. Yeah. Um, the action from the very beginning, it just brings you in. Like you don't have a chance to breathe or rest or think. The stress level is high. I, there were just, there were moments of this in an episode where we both, I think, were eyeballing each other. Like, should we pause this and come back in an hour after we've had a few drinks? This is really intense. Some of them more intense. There's one episode, and I mentioned this on Sort of Awesome. There's one episode that's only 20 minutes long, but it felt like it was like five minutes. Yeah. To the point where when the credits rolled on the episode, we were like, what? Yeah. How? Criminal. Criminal. This is probably going to be, this is like neck and neck for my favorite television of the year with Stranger Things season four. Yeah. Um, I'm deliberating going back and rewatching the bear. It's very short. The episodes, even the long ones are like, what, 40 minutes long? Like there's no resting in the episode. No. So they couldn't. It is. They couldn't stretch them out or you'd have a heart episode. Yes. It is absolutely packed scene to scene jeremy allen white is in almost every single scene and he's just he's he's a stallion yes we talked about this a little bit off camera Mm -hmm. that dude i told you it's been a i i don't remember the last time i looked at a quote-unquote new actor or actress on the scene that i thought that person they are a leader in the industry Mm -hmm. this is a person that's big time he is incredible with how well he immerses himself in the character to the point that there's no one else on this show that you likely would recognize from any other show. Right. And yet they're all, they all do such a great job. And I really feel like it's like he is so sold out to his role that what you're experiencing from them, why they're, why they do so well in their roles is because they see him as the character and they're responding angry, frustrated, happy, whatever. He leads this in a way that makes everybody better. Yes. He really does an incredible job. Absolutely brilliant. Um, incredibly intense. 
lots of, I mean, it's just, it's, if you're sensitive to language, it's language well, one for grow up. the grownups for the, from the top to the bottom. You're just going to dodge that? Every minute in between. I'll float it again in case you missed it. If you're sensitive to language, grow up. <laughs> Some people are sensitive, okay? Some people need to grow up. If language upsets you. If, grow up. If you are sensitive to language, I can promise you would not that enjoy you, hanging out with me and Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot worse things in life than language to get upset about. All right. Um, so that's on Hulu on Fox. Um, sorry, what the heck? FX on Hulu. I just made up a network. Hulu on <laughs> we have so many. There's so many platforms now. I'm just throwing yeah. platform names together. No, FX on Hulu. Is you know you a show is good. If it's on Hulu and Fox is like, all right, we're going to show that too. We're going to buy Hulu's show. Yes, that's how good it is. Um, you you did something unusual for yourself because I you did. have I almost took all my clothes off. <laughs> you have sworn off using the and I rode a stick horse around the neighborhood at midnight. Well, and I it was probably still hot outside. Two of my land, one of my sea. The whole time that I ran through the neighborhood. <laughs> I called myself Paul the Rear because of the naked backside. Where'd you go? You, just you disappeared. Picturing from it. Mike. You know I would do it. Yeah, yeah. If I That's why already. we've never been able to have a stick That's why we stick can't horse live around in the city. We're stick horses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had all but sworn off. The Prime Video app on Roku because you yes. hate the interface so much. But you were so bored one night, we, and I, I we watched all the other things. I nudged you into this. Yeah, a show on Prime. It's an adaptation of a book series. I didn't realize that called The Terminalist, starring Christopher Elizabeth Pratt. Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's what I call. <laughs> yep, it's only funny to me. Um, I like it. <laughs> Chris Pratt, Constance Wu, a whole ensemble cast of people in the terminal list. I really didn't watch this. This is something you turned on as I was drifting off to yeah. sleepy town. I feel fortunate. Um, how was the terminal list? You have not read the source material, so I haven't. There's, there's that. What I will say is the probably Billy, probably, probably, mm-hmm. the written version is stellar. Mm-hmm. The this version adaptation adaptation. There are parts that are. Really well written. There's always some loss, I think. I don't, I've never seen anything that was better than the written version. And maybe it's out there. And that's fine. I'm not here to argue that point. It was, it was well enough written. And it got stronger in the writing as the episodes went on. Yeah. It's a difficult message to endure as you go. What I will say, and I, I make no apologies for this, Chris Pratt is garbage. Ooh, spicy town. It could have been a lot better with any number of people, even an unknown name. It could have been better. He is garbage. He's like a bad actor. He is. It's unfair to even call him an actor. That's a slam to anybody else in the industry. He's terrible. And I have no idea how and why he's made it to the levels that he has. It's a it's a disenchanting moment in my heart. I'm disgusted by what he brings, which oh, is whoa. terribleness. Okay. I know. I'm not angry. You just, you pushed to have the full story. <laughs> but you watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing, <laughs> one, because there was nothing else to watch. Okay. I'd already seen all the other things, too. Again, there is some strength to the story. 
Um, Constance Wu, I thought, did a fantastic job, as did other side players. He is the main. And I know it's highly rated and, and all of that. It could have been so much better. Who cares how good it was? It could have been so much better with just about anyone besides him. What if it was like a John Krasinski playing that role? Yes. Okay. Cause he could have done it. Yes. Here's what's interesting to me. Chris Pratt, like John Krasinski, came to fame in a sitcom comedic role mm-hmm. uh, with a really specific point of view on acting. Mm-hmm. John Krasinski has gone on to do many other things. I don't think he's returned to sitcom acting in any way or comedic acting right. that much. Well, and he has a role in all forget the name of the little series that it is where he is a yeah a government agent right what was that well spy um, show is also on prime think of the name can't of remember it. it either um but so you think that he's one who has sort of successfully made that crossover into yeah. and i think you could tell this if you go back to where was it that he made his name who? Krasinski. Uh, the Office. The Office. Yeah. I think even you can go back to The Office and that you can watch episodes and realize, even though he's introduced as a comedic, jokey guy, that you can see the depth of his capability mm. as that character grows and changes. He never stops making jokes because that's what he was hired for. For sure. But you can tell there's some depth to this this actor. Mm-hmm. And what their capabilities are. And so he transitioned very well yeah. to several different roles. But Chris Pratt, whose breakout role was in... Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. I just really feel like that was like... The idiot that he was in that show is a little smarter and a little better <laughs> skilled than he is as, a, as an actor or human. And I don't mean any of that to dig on him. Good for, good for anybody that finds success in a place. But if we're judging it from a, a perspective of worthiness and all of that, he's he is not, in my opinion, Your Honor, he is not a skilled actor. Okay. He's somebody that's coasted off of other things. And that's disappointing because I'm not in the business of trying to find a mm-hmm. bunch of shows where people are coasting. I want to see good actors. That's fair. That is fair. Um, speaking of good actors, oh man, last night we recognized that over on the Netflix, they're showing one of your favorite movies, maybe of all time. Like, it's very highly top rated, top five, maybe movies of, maybe, of all time, at least you? top 10. Okay, and that's Goodfellas. It's a 1990 film that is the adaptation of the book Wise Guy, written by Nicholas Pelagi. That I don't know. Of, Pelagi, yes, something of the Lucchese crime family. Okay. Um, oh, wow. That brings in then a whole thing. Let's come back to that. Okay. Let's come back to that. The cast includes, amongst others, notably... Ray Liotta, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Bobby De Niro. Robert De Niro. Joe Pesci. Lorraine Bracco. Of, yeah. Michael, Michael Imperioli. Imperioli. Paul Servino. And Tony... Sirico? Sirico. Who just passed this in the past couple of days. Yeah, yeah. May he rest. Um, so yeah, Goodfellas, one of your favorite movies. Uh, Great movie. Yes. Great movie. Um, one of the things that, that is epic about that movie is that they they celebrate the Lufthansa heist, mm-hmm. which was a... We've talked, we talked about way back in the way back mm-hmm. of Awesome Today first having... Some presence in the world of digital media. 
it's a great story. And that was where I was first introduced to it in my life. I had no idea at the yeah. viewing of that movie that it was actually representative of a true heist. Yeah. Yeah, the the things that they talk about in the movie or they show, I mean, it's a obviously Hollywood version of it, but it's based on a true story mm-hmm. of Henry Hill, who yes. was part of the Lucchese crime family. Yes, and, oh man, and I won't remember, the, the characters played by De Niro and Paul Sorvino, Paul Sorvino, rather, mm-hmm. um, those two were also real, yes. whatever character, and I can't remember their names, Paul was... Polly, right? Mm-hmm, probably. Um, but I can't remember Robert De Niro's name in there. Jimmy. Jimmy something. Jimmy something with a C. I can't remember the exact. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Great movie. I watched it. I split it across two nights because I was feeling sleepy and I didn't want to miss it. Split it across two nights. Um, interestingly, from that show, again in 90, you had uh, Lorraine Bracco, Michael Imperioli, uh, Tony Sirocco that were that were major players in The Sopranos. Yes, and fascinatingly, part to me, part of I only recognize this just now. That's why we're coming back to it. This uh, you said written by who? Nicholas Pileggi? Pileggi? Pileggi, I bet, P- or Pileggi or something. Yeah, wrote the um, book Wise Guy. That. The, the the story around that is kind of similar to a period that we went through in The Sopranos where mm. Christopher, played by Michael mm-hmm. Imperioli, mm-hmm. was trying his hand at writing yes. for Hollywood and his experience of being a mobster. Right, yeah. If there was, there's a lot of crossover between Goodfellas and The Sopranos. Yeah. The Sopranos came out in what, like 98, 99 era? Somewhere right in there, late yeah. Mid, mid to late 90s, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was 97, since that's the year nobody... The sevens are the part of the decade nobody gives a damn about. <laughs> the year about. everyone hates. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was good and fun to find on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Um, you also watched Umbrella Academy, a, a little show bit of it. that you've kind of dabbled in through the years. This is an interesting show. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's outside of the norms and all of that. And, and you would know this... From the first episode on. They're not trying to pretend to be something they're not. They're celebrating the weirdness. Yeah. Um, A new season of that has come out. And it was only with that that I realized as I went back in. Oh, I didn't even finish what (laughs) was there. Because it just got too weird and too hard to hang with. For sure. I'm, I'm flirting with trying to get back into the groove of it to continue. It has a lot of sci-fi components built mm-hmm. in in their own weird way it's interesting yeah if, if you're hunting and you're not finding something to watch it's worth a it's worth a try mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i finally i didn't put this in the notes finally watched season one of the hulu original show only murders in the building which stars um selena gomez steve martin martin short other notables but those okay. are the mains i i, I recall Seeing reference to it. Yeah. It's about, um, well, Martin Short and Steve Martin play some guys who live in an apartment building in New York City and someone is murdered and they turn it into a true crime podcast. Now, people have told me for a long time, you've got to watch this show. You'll love it. It's about true crime podcasts, but it's also about like a character study. There's an actual murder mystery. It's obviously fiction. They actually murder someone on the yes, show. That's what's super interesting about it. <laughs> there were no cops around and somehow they just kept going. Um, that's fiction. Um, the opening like 
one of the big story arcs that kind of supersedes the season one of this is that there's a true crime story being made about a murder that happened in, of all places, Chickasha, Oklahoma. Well. Except they do pronounce it. Chickasha? Chickasha. Chickasha. Chickasha is the Chickasha way of saying Chickasha, a town we lived in for four years. Yes. But they say Chickasha. And it grates, but I also find it delightful. Yes, because, <laughs> Yes. One of the everybody's gets the the spam phone calls, yeah, right? No yeah. matter which national do not call list you're on. Mm-hmm. And as, when we lived there, one of the quickest ways that you'd know it was a spam call is they would just say something about, "Oh, is this Meg from Chikasha?" <laughs> yes. And you're like, "Nope." Yeah. Click. <laughs> is there a click? You can't click anymore. anymore. You can't click. You can't slam the phone well, down. You can, but it damages your technology. It's just not as satisfying. I feel sorry for the kids these days. They'll never know how satisfying it is to slam right. a phone back into well, its cradle. let's go all the way back to Goodfellas. There's one scene in that where De Niro's character is calling to see the result. They were, they were anticipating that Pesci's character was about to be made mm-hmm. in the mob, and he finds out that they killed him. He's in a payphone booth mm-hmm. and he uses the receiver to beat the ever living shit out of the actual payphone. And you can't do that with, no, you can't. with your technology now, we, not without costing yourself several hundreds of dollars. We lost such a, a, a channeling for rage yes. when we lost the, we lost the landline or the payphone. Maybe that's now why we just pick out people's political perspectives and call yeah. them villains because we can't slam landlines. a phone anymore. Yeah. All right. yeah, maybe maybe we should all go to garage sales, buy old phones, just so when we're done with our call on our mobile, that we can begin to slam the other receiver down. I like when you say mobile. What else would you call it? <laughs> um, reading. Reading. I'm continuing to listen to the audiobook version of Caribbean Heiress in Paris, which is so sexy and hot. I cannot. That explains part of what I've seen when you thought I was asleep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? How dare you? How dare you? I cannot listen to it in my normal listening hours. When the kids are around, I'm like. You're blushing. <laughs> You're I fanning think, your face. Yes, and I wouldn't know what to talk to me. It's so very, very sexy, but also very well written. And the story mm-hmm. is fascinating i'm in love with this book but it's taking me forever to get through it because i'm reading it on audio i can only watch it in the bathroom there's nobody in well, there you notice i've been taking a lot more bubble baths i have tonight. noticed that without any <laughs> bubbles oddly it's so good but in the meantime in my own free time i cannot cannot let stranger things experience be over for me i'm so obsessed with stranger things kyle that that TikTok, who knows my every waking mm, thought, dream, yes. reality. Yeah, you've been being served some that it's, wild stuff. I get the I get the actual Stranger Things TikToks, and also any ad for any product, any product. Case to five phone cases, yeah. um, companies I've never heard things, of. Women's products. Basically, there might as well be anything, oh, <laughs> anything Stranger Things related. I'm getting in my TikTok feed. I don't hate it, but I do know part of it is TikTok knows I'm reading Stranger Things fan fiction online as well. I'm not even sad or sorry about that or repentant in any way. That's the challenge of being spied upon. Yeah. It does often result in you finding more of what you want, so you overlook the fact that our Chinese overlords now have (laughs) access to the launch codes 
the football, as they refer to it. I the have, nuclear things. The, the, I'm going to say this. Because Stranger Things is a newer... Um, Fetish? A newer source of material than Harry Potter, which is my home base in fanfic... The Stranger Things fix I've read so far are not great. I recognize as I'm reading, like, these are passable and they're entertaining. But I've read some Harry Potter verse fix that are better than the source okay. material. Okay, may I? I guess I'm done. Well, you don't have to be done. <laughs> I'm just saying. Go ahead. I just want to put it out there with a preface. If anyone goes looking for Stranger Things fix and they're like, this is kind of crappy. Look, I agree with you. It's not quality writing in most cases, but it's entertaining and I'm indulging. Okay, okay. go ahead. Is it my turn? It is your turn. I go can talk it. now? You may talk. I can keep going up at the end of the thing? If that's your choice. It's called upspeak. You can do it if you want. I can upspeak? Uh-huh. Here's, what I th- here's what I think, Your Honor. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality fanfic requires longevity. Yes. And who, like, which, which fanfic would you point to as, like, the most robust from your evaluation? Like, which, which universe has the best quality fix? Yes. I would say either Star Wars or Star Trek, probably. Really? In terms of, like, it's been around the longest. It has okay. some of the most. But what have you read? What have you personally experienced that you would say, that's some damn good fanfic? Well, certainly and you have to say it like a hillbilly. And I, and I would. Off mic, you know I speak like a hillbilly. Well, yes. I have to code switch when I turn the microphone You also on. have to hold ice in your mouth as you do it. So that <laughs> it sounds more authentic. But that's a whole other story. What have I personally read? Yeah. Well, okay. Um, first of all, I mean, we have to talk about All the Young Dudes, which is the 500,000-word prequel that is the prequel to the Harry Potter okay. universe. Okay. I did not know that. I'm just nodding in belief. I believe you. Um, there is the one, um, Dramione, which is Draco Hermione okay. fit called yeah, Waiting yeah. and Hope. That What's is the one called where they made the meme out of him... Like Taylor's, never mind. I will butcher that. Never mind. Okay. I'm, I'm interested. Off mic, we're going to go down that there's path. A, there's a whole, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not undisturbing. I love disturbing. The more disturbing, <laughs> the better. That's for later. Okay. Well. I like to disturb you behind closed doors. Did you have a point that you wanted to make about the longevity of the my, original universe? My position would be yeah. that the longer lived something is, 
the more people get involved. Uh, yes. And with a bigger pool to pull from, yes. you will find the talent yep, that exactly. was hidden that never made their own show that comes in and writes great fan Exactly. We can, so here's like, like one degree plus removed. We have, you and I watched how many episodes, or no, no, how many seasons of Supernatural. Supernatural. All 15. 15 seasons. And a There's... very fantastically, a portion of a lot of that was committed inside the episode to the fanfic of the thing. It was like very meta. looking through two windows and one mirror all at the same time. It was weird. Um, but the longer lived something becomes, the more people actually become authentically identified with the characters, the yes. more, the bigger the talent pool to pull yes. from to find fanfic. Exactly. And so from all of that perspective, I would say, Stranger Things is still a baby. Absolutely. And so the inability to find really fulfilling fanfic should only be expected. Exactly. Exactly. And I a thousand percent agree with you. A thousand? That's not even mathematically possible. I'm going to (laughs) keep... I'm going to keep (laughs) reading the Stranger Things fanfics because I think over time the talent will rise to the top. Well, you're blowing it, sir, ma'am. May I tell you? You're blowing it. You should be writing it. I've thought about it. I'm do bad it. at fiction. No, you're not. I can't do dialogue. It's not yes, pretty. It's clunky. Can. I'm the Chris Pratt of fanfic Listen, writing. I am the recipient of your dialogue, and I'm here to tell you, you can write some GD dialogue. You didn't even appreciate my Chris Pratt callback. I was stepping over it because I had something else to say. Okay. You're not... No one... I don't know anybody who is the Chris Pratt of anything. He's his own level of lowness. <laughs> All offense meant to anybody who loves him. I do need to get say better this. judgment. I do need to say this. Okay. I said you secretly have an affair with Chris Pratt. No, that is the father of Nico. <laughs> I mean, if you like squint your eyes a why, certain way, you can see. That's it. why he's such a little butthole. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> so, when you asked the original question, I said I think that the I was thinking like which universes have inspired the like biggest collection mm-hmm. of fanfic or fan, like, response. Yes. And I said Star Trek and Star Wars because, again, those are extremely old. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of fanfic, the whole concept of it began in the Star Trek community. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek. Okay. I did going, not know this. Yes, so going I'm just all the way back. Clarifications. Because Star Trek was the first one that would do, like, the fan cons, like the conventions, Star Trek con, and those types of things. Now, Star Wars probably has equal, if not more, because Star Wars has continued... Well, I mean, Star Trek has its modern iterations but in terms of the canon star trek star wars i'm sorry now has the nine installments right well in a a true and this is an actual metric measurement a shit ton (laughs) a shit ton of written like licensed authentic written content there are for every movie, there's got to be a decade's worth of books. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, so I just I want to bring this up. You, I don't think, know this, but many Awesomes who are listening might know, and I've brought it up on Sword of Awesome before, that one of the most widely read, widely buzzed about romance novels from last year was a book called um, The Love Hypothesis. It was written by Allie Hazelwood. 
it was her adaptation of Star Wars fanfic yep. that she had written. An agent who was trolling the fanfic boards found it and was like, hey, you're really talented. What would you think about this? She took the ideas that she had created in the Star Wars fanfic and turned it into the Love Hypothesis, which is one of the most successful romance novels of the past few years. Okay. So all of that to say, within these fandoms, oftentimes there are actual published yeah. authors or not yet published, but but high-quality authors who are writing. I haven't found it in Stranger Things yet, but that's not going to stop me. Yeah, yeah, you got to look. Yeah. And again, I feel like this only supports my personal hypothesis, or hypothesis, however you choose to pronounce it, that it's just so young. Mm. It's just so young still. Yes. And, and maybe there's already good stuff out there, but there's not the plethora of hashtagged things to do your right. search to find for sure what you're looking for yes Ooh, i always have a lot of i always have a lot more words about fanfic than i think i'm going to um listening wise in october i'm taking daisy and her friends a cadre of friends to the criterion for a concert from wallows mm-hmm. so over the weekend i thought i should check them out oh my gosh I'm obsessed. I even texted Daisy like first thing this morning, even though I knew her phone was off. Don't be mad, but I'm super into wallows. And I said that because you may recall last spring I took her to see Rex Orange County. Yeah. Now I really like Rex Orange County. Yep. I'm like the cool mom who's listening mm. to the, all the kids' music. Or you're the mom who makes everything uncool because yeah, you like basically. It. That's why I said don't be mad, but seriously, well, Wallows is amazing. Mad? You're not going to be mad unless I make you listen to it, probably. I, I don't know that it'd make me mad. Not any more mad than I always am, <laughs> damn it. Wallows is an L.A.-based alt-rock alt-pop trio, and their their vibe is very, like, 80s, but make it modern. I don't know what that means. I'm not trying to be problematic. It's very synthy. Or am I? Like, a lot of th- synthesizers, okay. a lot of, like, orchestral background music, but in a very poppy. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like somebody just went back and tried to, like, remake Tears for Fears or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, nobody should do that. Yeah. The first time around sucked. When you listen to it, you're Nothing like... to say to that? You're just going to step Tears for Fears it. is perfectly fine, yeah, 80s music. They suck. Um, but when you listen to it, you're they're like, like... They're like Chris Pratt's backup band. <laughs> Isn't Chris Pratt in a band? Doesn't he have a band? Probably. So many actors have fitting. bands. I don't know if he yes. does or not. I could be making that up. Um, anyway, Wallows is really fun and very... Just, like, check him out. I'm definitely into their... Um, is it 2021? I think it's a 2021 or 2020 release called Remote that's just like has that super 80s fun vibe. I will put a link in the show notes if you guys want to go check it out. Okay. Well, I have been a longtime fan, first time caller, longtime <laughs> listener of the song Dancing in the Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the originators of this were was the band King Harvest. Mm-hmm. And from what I can tell, for a brief amount of looking into this, I'm not sure I like anything else that King Harvest has done. Okay. But Dancing in the Moonlight is an incredible song. I've enjoyed it by them. I've enjoyed it by uh, bluegrass covers of the same. And I'll, I, irresponsible, and I can't remember the name of my favorite yeah. bluegrass cover. But the band, that is, the name of the song is the same, Dancing in the Moonlight, in case that wasn't clear. I got it. That's a great song. 
and people should experience that. Did you hear it today? I did hear it today. Okay, I was like, why did you wanted me to put it in the notes? It was just kind of random. I drove today, as we record, as everyone now should painfully know, we record the day before it airs. It's Sunday as we're recording, and I had to wait all the way until noon for the liquor store to open because Meg drank through all of our liquor stores, and I was (laughs) thirsty and I needed a drink. So, yeah, it was while I was driving to our, our. a few blocks over delightful mom and pop run liquor store that this came on not the radio per se, because it was playing through Spotify, Mm -hmm. but Spotify on Hulu. (laughs) Yes. Spotify on Hulu by Fox (laughs) sponsored by the CM. What? I don't know. It's a good, uh, it's a good song. People should check this out. I, I feel like it's better when you have windows rolled down or something, even if it's hot or cold. Yeah outside okay it's a good one it's a good one let's talk some lifestyle stuff okay a couple of weeks ago we had an unfortunate kitchen accident yeah it was me damn it okay i wasn't gonna out you you outed yourself i don't know how did that even happen you were cooking and you accidentally knocked it off the counter was our glass mocha pot yeah and it was still glass just it it wasn't a mocha pot anymore yeah it busted all over the floor I'm the designated broken glass cleaner up around here, so I just took care the of it. The pieces I clean up, I use my feet. <laughs> yep, got one. You were devastated. Right below my big toe. You were bleeding. Devastated and also heartbroken that you broke that mocha pot. And I yep. was like, it's fine. We ordered a replacement. You were like, try something new. So did I, I did, that? yeah. Sure you I gave a that. very direct, like. Pretty sure you made that nope, up in your own a head. A very direct, you very. You first printed it aggressive direction to get a different brand of mocha pot. Of course, we use Bialetti okay, for years. Okay, now I remember this, and I can tell you why. Let's hear it. Do you want to know why? Of course. Okay, what's the, the brand? Know. What is the brand we've got right now the, well, that we just bought? This is Gista. G-E-E-S-T-A. Yeah. Is it Gista or Gista? Pick your pick. Jagista. Jagalista. Mm-hmm. Something. Uh-huh. That was the first one. That was the one I broke. Yeah. And the reason why I said go with something else you gotta be you gotta be aware of the uh, physics of the mocha pot that you have. This one is super sexy. And traditional mocha pots made from aluminum, mm-hmm. which is ugly. Again, it's, Bial- a, it's efficient. Bialetti being like the the sort of standard yeah. maker of the mocha pot, we've had them for years. We still have a Bialetti in there. Aluminum is is super efficient at heat conduction and spreading it and doing all of that. Yeah. It's great. It probably gives you Alzheimer's to drink coffee from it. Undoubtedly. Isn't that how certain metals are with just cooking and things? Just ask my diet coke addiction. And I thought you were going to say ask your dad. And I was like, <laughs> does he have Alzheimer's? Don't be. Dave. Insensitive. Dave, is that your name? Ha <laughs> ha. You don't know. I can only joke about Alzheimer's because I've had multiple family members that have had it. Okay. It's okay. Nobody get offended. Back to the mocha I'm not making fun of them. Okay. Stop it. Back to the mochas. So the original Bialettis are aluminum, and they're ugly. They do a great job. They're stout. They're ugly. They're industrial. They burn. They char. They things happen to them. We bought this gorgeous one that had a stainless steel bottom and a glass top and all of that. And it's, it was beautiful. This is the one I broke. It's beautiful. But also, the way that it was constructed, if you went to unscrew the top by holding the handle... Oh, yeah. You're then you, you warped 
portions of it and it was never the same again. And that had happened to our original. It's true. And so you were like, try something else because try the handle, else. The, 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 the unscrewing situation. Right. Unacceptable. So I did. I got a different brand. I can't even remember. It was not a Bialetti. Went back to the aluminum. But it was... It was identical, other than that they it was black. They sprayed. They somehow painted the outside, and that it's did not and put cancerous gases into your coffee. Maybe I don't know. It was so sleek, so pretty. Unfortunately, we realized upon brewing our first pot of it coffee in there, scalds it. it scalds it so hot. It tastes like hot water and yeah, and like death adjacent and the reason that we like the mocha pot is because you get a quick pot of coffee like it's not the work that goes into for example a pour over cup right Right. you get a nice quick pot of coffee but it tastes good tastes good but this pot that we had gotten as a replacement tasted bad tasted bad and so we were like you know what screw it go back to the glass so we bought we cannot break it we rebought the first one this time through now that we're knowledgeable we can remove the top without doing it with the handle and warping the lid and yes. everything else. So that's where we're at, and it's delicious, and I like it. Good. I'm glad you're happy. I'm not happy. You know what makes I'm me I'm never happy. <laughs> you know what makes me happy? Yes. Stranger Things. Definitely. Also, a well-made goat cheese. A well-made goat cheese and, dare I say, sex toys. Yes, also makes me happy. Those two are completely unrelated, though, and I don't like you putting them together. That makes me unhappy. That would be very George Costanza to bring food into the bedroom. (laughs) Anybody as old as us will appreciate that. Yes. Here's the thing. I, for many, many years, from the first time as an adult when I tasted something goat cheese, I was like, I don't like that. I like cheese. Every goat cheese. I like cheese and I like goats, (laughs) but I don't like goat cheese. (laughs) <laughs> Every goat cheese I've had is so gamey and rangy. Like, I would, I look around at people and they're like, oh, goat cheese this, goat cheese that. And I'm like, I don't get it. It tastes bad in my on my palate. Mm-hmm. Well, last Sunday, not today, but last Sunday, you brought home a delightful goat cheese with some little wafer crackers. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is goat cheese? It was revelatory. Yes. It was so good. And then this Sunday today, as we record. This Sunday, I just brought a goat home. It's like, make <laughs> so your own damn cheese, you lazy bastard. <laughs> Kyle decided he was done mowing the lawn, so he brought home a goat, yep. as is his the custom of his people. Um, no, you, you brought home another great goat cheese from the store, and I'm like, I guess I was wrong. I do like goat cheese, but you yeah. pointed out. Well, it, I think goat cheese is a thing. Well, this would, this would be true for anything. True for anything that you try. If you get a poor to mediocre version of it, then you're going to develop an opinion about the thing. I do feel like goat's milk, in fact, is where goat cheese comes from. For anybody that doesn't understand cheeses and milks and goat boobs. Dairy science in general. Yes, boob science. Yes. That, yeah, I feel like goat milk is harder, a little bit more challenging to nail exactly right. So... There are a higher number of mediocre to poor offerings out there, but when it's done right, yeah, it's really good. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I know you. You started eating it, and you were like, you got demon voice, like go back to the store and get more. That did not happen. Well, it did, and that's why I went back to the store. You were playing around with your Ouija board, and a, a demon. I you that. prefer to call it an Awaji board. <laughs> That's one of those words you read when you're a kid, and you're like, that's definitely how you say that. It's got to be a Wajis. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. This is just, this just barely, barely merits mentioning. But one thing I've been doing in the past couple of weeks is playing around with false lashes. Falsies. Yeah. Fake lashes. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Not like the lashes, like I took 30 lashings for stealing no, something. No, that's no fun for playing stealing goat with. cheese from the local market. <laughs> no. False eyelashes. Just yeah. for fun, my eyelashes have never been what one... Nope. Don't... No, you shut your whore mouth right you, now. My whore mouth Stop speaks it. the truth. Stop it. Stop it. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> I... Don't say a word. Have never genetically... Had nope. any common damn sound. <laughs> been blessed. Been blessed with um, prolific or uh, even... Whore eyelashes? <laughs> or even... <laughs> Visible eyelashes. That's not true. My eyelashes are extremely sparse and also very blonde. Not true. Um, so I like mascara, and I love a great mascara, but I thought my youngest sister... The French call it mascara. <laughs> my youngest sister, I'm going to let that one go, <laughs> has been wearing false eyelashes for a couple of years now. She's pretty good at it. She's damn good at and it. I, and Facebook filters. Yes. And I was very intrigued. She doesn't listen. It's fine. Um, <laughs> she will deny the filter. Yes, she denies the filtering. But, um, but truly, even seeing her in person, I'm like, damn, yeah, those lashes look good. Yeah. So I've been it's trying like it. She found somewhere the eyelash ass kicking boots, and yes. she bought them in bulk, <laughs> and that's all she does now. Exactly, Kyle. I am here to tell you. It is a lot harder than it looks to put on some false eyelashes Don't on Don't I know? You had one across the bridge of your nose. And I thought I was <laughs> dating the mono lash. It was strange. I can't get the hang of it, but I am undeterred. I will continue to play with them. It's been fun, although it's frustrating in the moment. It's fun just to be like, what if I tried to do this? If you made a fist and you tucked the first portion of your thumb knuckle inside and put one eyebrow over the top and then lipstick on the opening, yeah. you could do the old hand puppet thing. Good. I think you should. Hey, we got something this week that added to your collection of things that you find to be fun. So, I'm a prolific note taker. Nut taker? (laughs) Yes. In fact, that's exactly what I said. I take all the nuts. If you value your nuts, keep them away from my grabby hands, because that's what I do. (laughs) Note taker, you perv. (laughs) Where are you at? I really thought you said nut taker. You're disturbing. I am a prolific note taker. <coughs> That's true. Always have. Been. If there's one thing you love in this world, it's Chris Pratt. But if there's two things you love in this world, it's taking, taking notes. Taking notes over Chris Pratt's performance. <laughs> Keep doing it, sir. Okay. I like to take notes. Yeah, you do. You're, you are definitely prolific I'm when it comes to taking notes. Rarely rereading taking notes and note that I've taken. Kicking ass and kicking, taking names. Taking notes and taking ass or something. <laughs> I do something with notes and asses, evidently. (laughs) I like to take notes, and there's nothing more enjoyable when you're writing than to have an outstanding writing utensil. Not nuts and utensils, but a (laughs) utensil for notes. Yes. And if you've never written with a truly quality pen, then it's hard to comprehend this. It'll sound silly, all of that, but... You have a high-quality pen, and the way it just flows, everything about it is magical. And that's before you even cross over into the fountain pen world. For sure. You can have grandiose ballpoint pens. Yes. I don't like 
I don't like fountain pens. They're Reasons will not go into them. unpredictable. I said we'll not go into them, and you continued to. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, continue, Chris sir. Pratt, the side commentator. Use his full Madden. Christian name, Christopher Elizabeth. Christopher Elizabeth <laughs> Pratonius Phallus something. Well, I got some pins. I'd ordered some. It took forever to get here. I got them. I even got you one. And we've had this new enjoyment of writing. Find a good pen. Mont Blanc is an enjoyable brand. That's what I got. Yeah. I enjoy them. They're not cheap. That's okay. You find what matters to you. Good. Thank you. Okay. I am genuinely mm-hmm. thankful. You're genuinely plugged in. Here's the I am. Here's mm-hmm. the thing when it comes to the Mont Blanc pen. I am scared to use it because I'm afraid I'll break it. Don't be an or idiot. Or lose it. Like my sunglasses. <laughs> well, in fact, the quote is, use it or lose it. So oh, okay. take your pick. All right. All right. I'll try it then. Um, can we talk about martinis? Hey, it's not awesome oh, sh- today if we're not talking about booze. Yet, talk about gin first and then martinis. Okay. You can have a vodka martini for sure. That's a thing. And I do love vodka. But let's start with gin. Gin. As previously mentioned, we found... Previously on Awesome Today. Yep. You found at Freeman's our favorite liquor store. Did, oh, it, did you, you call it Freeman's? Did I just? No, you just. Spilled. I just doxed us. You did. Oh no! But seriously, we're like the only Teetses that live in Oklahoma City. So if anyone really wanted That's to find us, true. they could. There's another one or two. Your cousins of the Teets family are not all even, girls. They're all married. Not they lost nope, that last name a nope, long time ago. Not even relatives. I'm aware of this. You're not. Okay. Listen. Do you want me to take that out? Do you what? think people will triangulate and figure out where we live? If they do, I'll kick somebody's ass. Well, anybody shows, just for the record, anybody shows up at my door like, I'm a fan. You'll get about halfway through fan, and I'm going to punch you in the throat. Right in where the Adam's apple would be if you were a man. Except let's revise that because what would actually happen, you'd be like, oh my gosh, come in for a drink. I, we've got, nope. uh, we've got hors d'oeuvres. We've got drinks. And in fact, I call them hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. But no, that's I would I'll throw a punch people. Don't show up at my house. I feel skeptical about that. You feel however you want to feel. But about Kyle, it. honestly, if people want to send you your birthday gifts, how else are they going to find the address? They can send it to our PO box. <laughs> PO box. Freeman's Liquor. PO box <laughs> F off. That's the actual. It's box F dash off. <laughs> Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Zip code, any random seven numbers you wish, they'll all get here. Because I'm on a first-name basis with the USPS. Oh, we've got our hookup with Don, our friend Don. That's right. Well, Don delivers things. Don delivers things here on the regular. And Don's welcome to come in and have a drink. I've never throat-punched Don once. Okay, good. I don't intend to. So... Unless she asks me. And it'll be reluctant at that point. I'm like, I don't really want to, but if that's what you want... People want what people want, okay? The hard ones stop, what it was. Stop judging. <laughs> We're not here to keep shame. No. What, whatever you want. Um, I can't even focus. Okay, so Jin... Jin! Jin Gigi. Or is it Jin Gigi? I don't know. You tell me. Well, it's Indian. Yes. I feel like it's not, J. I feel like it's a hard not J. Not Native American, but like Indian yeah. from India. Yeah, I feel like it's a hard J. Okay. Jin Gigi. You found it first, the original, the just original dry gin yeah from that uh company then you brought home the darjeeling actually i brought home the darjeeling first oh did you yes then second was just their standard offering of dry gin and then third today i brought home the high proof the reason for my gigglies (laughs) what is it 
or are you just looking for an excuse? I'm always looking for an excuse, maybe. Okay. Um, you brought home the high proof, which is a whopping, astounding, staggering 57% alcohol by volume. Perfect. And I'm not hating it. I'm into so it. So normal American standard is 40%. percent hmm So at this Excuse me, I belched like an ape. At this rate, at 57%, somewhere in the neighborhood of four drinks, um, or rather three drinks, you've accomplished four normal drinks. Yeah. So it helps you get a leg up on that sobriety problem you've been dealing with. <laughs> Your sobriety issue. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. And I and I know that you primarily did bring home this gin for me because you you love your white liquor but you keep going back to the rum no yep. judgment it's for you mm-hmm. you love it i don't feel judged okay thank you i don't need a i don't need a excuse maker on my behalf oh i'll always be your excuse maker i know okay or my enabler all of it um i like a martini mm-hmm. and i need to tell you when it comes to a martini i like it with gin or vodka it's fine but Preferably you prefer gin. gin. You like the juniper. You, I do like the juniper. You brought home some dry vermouth. Extra dry. Extra dry vermouth. I like my martini with three olives, and here's why. It's math. It's simple math. It's the Holy Trinity? Yes, thank you. It's sacred. It's holy. It's three. It's the number of God. And also, when you've got a three olive martini, you can eat one olive at the beginning of your martini. You eat one olive in the middle of your martini, and you eat the third one at the end when you've drank all of your martini. Okay. It is the God completion of the martini with the three olives. I love it, and I make no apology. Okay. I don't think anybody required an apology. I feel like you've taken a self-imposed offense, and that's okay. I mean, I'll eat. Here's the truth. I'll eat olives straight out of the jar. Here's a truth. Give me your olives. I'm eating them. I love olives. I love olives. Go buy some gin. If Gin or no gin. I love olives. I will eat them straight from the jar. So when you add gin, it's just glorious. Don't, it, what it's a, a good, wonderful invention by the gin originators. Henrietta Martinasso. No, that can't be right. Okay. Well, maybe not. All right. Let's talk about how our friend Awesome Sarah put out a question hey okay hey guys. yeah yeah hey guys i'd like to make some margaritas well here's a real thing if you're not a member of awesome today you're basically crapping where you eat mm, you're like you're not even having that much enjoyment that's believe it or not that's not enjoyable for most people we just figured out some things about you it's it's not okay it's unsanitary it's not okay you're, I'm, wow. <laughs> okay. So, as I was saying, if wow, if you're not a member of Awesome today, you, you are, you're a lot like Meg in that you enjoy crap where you eat, maybe. I don't know, you're missing out is the ultimate point, except yeah. now that I'm, I'm really concerned I about you. I can't laugh because I will start coughing. Well, no, that's your choice. And I won't be able to stop. That's your choice. It's COVID's um, choice. There's a lot of great conversations that go on there. Awesome Sarah had had thrown a question out to the good people of this restricted group of extra special people and said, I like a margarita looking at different things, looking for recommendations. Looking at a tequila. What should I put in it? Yeah. And 
one way that margaritas are fantastic in my mind is that they aren't just like you mentioned there's a a gin martini a vodka martini well same is true of margaritas they're not restricted yes tequila is the traditional but you can do it with other things now i particularly personally i I love a good uh um, mind blank when i completely forget what i was saying what sipping tequila uh, I don't know what happened. I blacked out. I love a good tequila. I love a good tequila. I was trying to think of any kind. You love every kind of booze, so no, that's not true. Okay, name I love a, booze. a good tequila. Name a booze. A bad like. tequila. Okay, you don't like a bad tequila, right? But you like a bad rum. I love a bad rum. Every every spirit has its own nuance, its own thing that makes it what it is. Its own grain bill or mash bill or whatever pre-distillation that makes it what it is something unique about rum to all the other things is that it is it comes from fermenting blackstrap molasses and so even though the distillation process purifies out most major flavors you still get just a hint of sweetness in a good rum and i like that you love that it satisfies your sweet tooth the in a margarita your uh 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 What's the booze in that one? Tequila. The tequila. I don't know. My mind's leaving me. Yeah. I haven't had enough to drink yet. The tequila typically has a little bit of smokiness to it. Yeah. And if you like that a lot and you want more, you go with a mezcal, mezcal to get even yes. a heavier smokiness to things. Mezcal is the white scotch. But yeah, indeed. Not not so much the sweet component there. So you, you figure out what you like. And then if you look at a traditional margarita, you have a chiton of orange liqueur yeah. in there and lime juice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the pre-mixed stuff in a bottle. And there's no slight against people that like yeah. to go buy a bucket of margarita mix sure. with it's all fun. the things and stuff. Like what you you, like, you love do what, what you, you love. Yeah. If you're going to make a thing and you're going to get an orange liqueur like Cointreau or any number of other versions of places that do that, um, which is effectively kind of like a, a gin with orange peel. Okay. It's, it's I like good. that too. Yeah. You got that. You got lime juice. You got a things. Well, I, I made us the other day a rum margarita, and the lime juice was overwhelming. You hated it. The Cointreau was overwhelming to the point where it was cloying. You didn't even finish it. I don't I don't like when drinking anything makes me have a, a heavy mucus response. That's gross. I think that's actually the problem when I have okay, let me back up. I often have friends who are like, I don't really like liquor. I mm-hmm. like I like a beer. I like a wine. I like a wine cooler. I like this or that. Zima and a Jolly Rancher? Ab- absolutely, yes. Okay. Going back to the college days. Um, I think that a lot of times when people think they don't like liquor, they don't like the mixed drinks or cocktails that they've had because right. the like proportions have been so off that you're you're getting more of the experience of the the ingredients that are not the star of the show or should be the star of the show right. and then you get a literal bad taste in your mouth and you think like I don't like tequila yeah, because yeah. I had this bad margarita at a Tex-Mex place in or Austin compounded that you had that and the shittiest of all boozes that were added into it because right. it was a mixer exactly so we we used a not high end by any stretch but a decent in our second go around a decent white rum and used just a fraction. We used like half a capful of Cointreau and like a like a teaspoon of, of lime. 
towards a, a very tall pour mm-hmm. because we're not shy about our booze pouring. I thought that was a lot better. How did how did you feel? Because you I absolutely and liked it. You liked it better than the absolutely. like traditional recipe of right thirty parts of bullshit and one part of booze. Yeah, and you hit on something that I feel conflicted about because part of me wants to take like a cocktail mixing class because I okay. think that'd be fun. We often drink our. Uh, spirits either straight or just like with barely a hint of this or that. And I just think it'd be fun to know how to like make some of the classic cocktails. Yeah. On the other hand, like an old pal. Yeah. Look it up. It's a good drink. I can't remember what was an old pal. I will not say. Okay. Does it have gin in it? People have to look it up. Okay. Um, But then on the other hand, you and I, in our exploration of liquor, have really focused on the flavor of the spirit itself to the point where I'm like, I don't even know if I want to know right. how to make cocktails that much because we so enjoy finding really high quality, great tasting spirits that you don't need a mixer. We, we want, I feel like, mm-hmm. if we want something different than the pure spirit, we want something that's just a, a nuanced change. Right. Not not like, oh, this drink is vanilla with booze in it or right. something. It's like, no, no, no. This is this plus a hint of. Sure. It just takes the core thing in a mildly different direction. It's, exactly. It's not, it's not that you're using a bunch of ingredients to hide a bad liquor. Okay. So think about like when we were in college, like a Crown and Coke. What's Crown Royal? It's garbage. It, what kind of liquor is it? Um, is it whiskey? It's a whiskey with an E, I think. Okay. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. I mean, you would never I'm probably sit probably offending down, someone because I don't remember. You would I never, apologize. like, pour yourself a sipper of Crown, right? No, you might. You might. I wouldn't. Um, Maybe I would. there's a lot of different Look, levels. I've never met a Listen, whiskey I didn't like. There's a lot of different levels of Crown. Okay. Just like there are for so many other individual houses that's a brand crown royal is a brand yeah 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 um a lot of houses if you will have a lot of different levels of this is this is basically turpentine and add a lot of coca-cola or whatever to make it drinkable versus this is our sipper so there are on your way through there are versions of crown that are very sippable i've done that i feel like and i could be wrong somebody that's listening will know this and they're probably already throwing their phone and cursing but i feel like they're slamming their phone down in the phone booth yeah exactly (laughs) Yes, they they went and looked up where's the dearest damn payphone so they could go slam the receiver down. I feel like Crown is from maple syrup, mm, at least in part. Right. At least in part, because yes. it is a Canadian. Is it? I believe so. Okay, I believe so. So yeah, if you think back to college, you're not drinking to appreciate the taste, the nuance, the flavor, no. the the nose, the palate, the you're after. Doing the old purpose driven life. Yeah, you're getting a. That was good. You like that? I will not let it slide. That, that was, was a, good. That was a little bit of a Protestant headlock and face punch. But but you're going to Sonic. You're getting the Route 44 cherry limeade so you yeah. can drink a little and dump a bunch of vodka yeah. in it and take it to the football or game. Or some Bacardi 151, which was only made for the sheer sake of getting shit-faced. You want to get messy. Yeah. And so you're not looking for nuance. Everclear. <laughs> Bring it on. If I can't drink it, I'll start my car engine with it. <laughs> I guess ultimately, ultimately, I think I do think that many people our age, my friends who are women especially, who are like, I don't really like liquor, I don't like spirits, I don't like booze. I want a glass of wine, yeah, or maybe no. like a nice, um, 
like artisan beer or whatever, I think they're thinking back to their college days where you were not drinking to appreciate the taste or the nuance. You were drinking to get messy, and that was it. So effectively, what you're saying is, oh, maybe you do like it, and you just don't know (laughs) it yet. yes. You're a 1950s rapist is what you are. You're disturbing. Well, I've got some fanfic to write, so... Yeah, you do. (laughs) So, yeah. So, in the meantime, what should the people do, do you think? Well, experiment with drinking. And don't be shy about it. In the safety of... Just, yeah. Don't don't schedule it around child pickup. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Uh, but have fun with it and with it. don't triangulate where we live based on our local liquor store. Even if you like throat punches, don't come here because you like a throat punch. Yeah. If I detect that you like it, I'll not punch you in the throat. Exactly. Anyway, I do hope and I do intend for and expect the good people to have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.